the voice of reason, the voice of alarm, the voice of stats, the voice of scouts, the voice of Kool-Aid, the voice of dismay, the voice of Davo. Thankfully, our player of the game tonight provided all of the offense KC needed in the first inning. As Locaine goes deep, three-run style, and the Royals win their fourth one-run game of the season, 3-2. to two over the Astros. As it's Dave O, glad you're along for another edition of your dish on Clubhouse Conversation, where, yes, Lorenzo Kane is our player of the game for the first time this season as Locaine goes just one for four with that three-run home run, which was literally about seven and a half minutes after the first pitch. And that's all the offense the Royals got all night. Thankfully, all that they needed. And at the time that Locaine hit the three-run home run, you had to figure... That with Mike Fires struggling to locate his secondary pitches in that first inning, even into the second, and Casey already up 3 nothing before an out occurred, you had to assume my initial gut feeling last night that I told you about would be correct. I thought the Royals would break out for six, seven, eight runs today against Mike Fires, a guy who struggled his last outing, and the Royals truly, outside of Saturday, haven't really had an offensive game you're really, really happy about. I mean, they've done enough to win the games even with the bullpen that for their standards has been semi shaky which is pretty amazing that you're 5 and 2 and you, you know your bullpen's pretty much been nails but you still consider them quote unquote shaky but you know the royals even though they didn't get that 6 7 8 that i expected they found a way to win the 50-50 game over the Houston Astros so let's talk about the offense real quick before we get to the pitching because obviously the pitching's the number one story tonight but also the offense is the second story because it just wasn't very good and the first stat that I don't like is the Royals, as a team, strike out six times. They walk zero. Not good. When this team is at its best, they're striking out three, four, maybe five times a game. And they're never going to be a team that walks, you know, five, six, seven times. But they're getting a few walks. They're working counts better. And especially with a strike zone from Gary Cedarstrom that was very similar, as I tweeted at Royals Clubhouse during the game, very similar to trying to figure out who shot JFK, you just don't know. The strike zone's all over the place. You know, there's one theory here, one theory there. Did it come from here? Did the ball go there? Did the bullet come from here? I mean, for the most part, even with that being, though, it was still a pretty small strike zone. And Mike Fires, especially the first couple, three innings, couldn't command the secondary pitches. He was kind of just uh, had to throw fastballs. But the Royals helped him out several times throughout this game, I thought, swinging on some questionable pitches. And that obviously is shown in the line of six Ks and no walks. Just three runs on seven hits. Only two extra base hits, both in the first two innings. The Kane home run in the first and the Omar Infante double in the second inning. Other than that, no walks, no extra base hits for the last, uh, what, seven plus innings of this ballgame. A K for every Royals hitter, 3-8. to eight. But luckily, it didn't matter. And I'm not concerned at all. And I'm not whining here. I'm just telling you, I'm not, you know, I don't feel like this team is even close to clicking offensively. Lots of guys in the middle of that lineup truly not getting going yet, obviously. The point being that they will soon. The point being they're winning games. You know, and I believe it's coming soon. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to keep predicting it, that they're going to score big. So we'll call it tomorrow. I mean, because it's a lot of averages. It will even out. <laughs> Pretty soon here, the Royals will have another monster night offensively. So, you know, complete team effort on the pitching tonight. Let's talk about that. And sometimes, you know, you have the asterisk with, well, you know, the defense really bailed the Royals out. Not really. I mean, there was a great pickoff play by Chris Medlin in the third inning to get now. But really, tonight, there was no spectacular defense. It was truly 
gutsy pitching and, and the Royals getting through. And I think gutsy is a pretty good way to describe you know, Chris Medlin, Joaquin Soria, and Wade Davis, three of the five guys we saw in the game tonight. Because Houston did have runners all over the diamond tonight. The Astros, much like the Royals last night, leaving nine men on base. And Houston goes just two for ten with runners in scoring position. So Houston, I'm sure, feels like they should have won this game. Give up three and that's it. You know, you're 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 pitching and defense throw up eight scoreless innings. And you have nine men left on base, two for ten with risk. Obviously, Houston thinks they should have won this game tonight. If just like the Royals would if they had lost this game. But again, this is one of those games we talked about the other night, too. Last night, actually. There's 60 games you win, 60 games you lose, like last night. And there's 40 games that determine your season. One of them was on Sunday against Minnesota. The Royals stole that one. Tonight, they stole another one. It's these one-run games. The Royals have already won four of them. At the end of the year, this is the kind of stuff that gets you in the playoffs. Or doesn't. And it's good to see the Royals finding a way, even with the offense not clicking. And even with the bullpen being semi-shaky. Again, for their standards, I mean, it's still a damn great bullpen, even through these seven games statistically. But for their standards, it's been shaky. But let's go through the uh, each pitcher tonight. So Chris Medlin, his first start of the year, and I didn't know what to expect. I told you that last night. It's why I called this a 50-50 game. I, I thought the Royals would probably score against Mike Fires more than they did, but I wasn't quite sure about Chris Medlin. Deep down, I thought he'd give up four runs in this game. Five-plus innings. I was hoping for six and three, but I, I told you last night. Six innings, three runs. Medlin, pretty damn good tonight. Five innings, two runs. Take it, especially in the first outing of the year. Obviously, we need innings at some point from Young and or Medlin. More than five and four and two-thirds and, and some of the stuff we've seen in the last couple of years. But for the first outing of the year, I'll take that any day of the week. You better believe it. In that ballpark, five innings, two runs. Medlin scatters six hits. I thought it was impressive how he missed bats. He struck out seven in his five innings, walked four, so the walk's obviously elevated. You don't want to see more than two in five innings. But, like I said, the the walks probably aren't as bad as they sound because of of a questionably, mostly small and inconsistent strike zone. Probably more of a two or three walk-type night from Medlin with a more honest and pitcher-friendly strike zone. But Medlin's best friend was not Cedarstrom. It was his breaking ball tonight. Let's talk about the breaking ball, the, the secondary pitches, if you will. The curve and the changeup for Medlin. First of all, in that first inning, much like the Royals, exactly like the Royals, the Astros get first and second, nobody out. And then, of course, Medlin, what does he do? He coaxes the double play ball off the bat of Carlos Correa, who's one of the best three hitters in baseball at the moment in my book. Double play ball off of the breaking ball. First and second, nobody out, becomes runner at third. Two outs, which was big since the Astros then punch in a couple of runs right after that. But then what happened? Chris Medlin against Evan Gaddis, who somehow magically came off the DL like 10 days before he was supposed to. Chris Medlin against Evan Gaddis strikes him out. Two and two. On what? The breaking ball. So the breaking ball gets him the big double play ball in the first inning, which is one of the biggest at-bats of the game, and obviously that strikeout to get out and keep the score 3-2. We had no idea at the time it would end that way. The breaking ball there. And then let's fast forward to the fifth inning. Probably the second biggest at-bat of the night. Two on, two out, 3-1 to Colby Rasmus. With Luke Hochaver ready to come in throwing behind Medlin. Medlin, what, 96, 97 pitches at that point. Throws two straight. What? Breaking balls. Strikes out Rasmus. The one was nasty. 3-2 the last one he threw of the night. Gets him out of it. The secondary pitches, Medlin's best friend tonight. 
Fastball command, not totally where you'd like it, but the secondary pitches were damn good for Chris Medlin. And then, then the Royals' bullpen came in and was kind of the Royals' bullpen. Hoch and Herrera were definitely themselves. One, two, three in the sixth for Hoch Aver with two Ks. Ditto for Kelvin Herrera in the seventh. And Joaquin Soria was good. He faced, you know, the meat of the order. Two, three, four, five, six. Saw everyone that Houston had outside of Jose Altuve. Joaquin starts off looking really good, getting the first two hitters out. Does allow a hit and a walk, but throws a scoreless eighth on a 1K. I'll take it. Joaquin Soria doing what Joaquin Soria does. The overreaction on him has been bad by Royals fans. You're better than that. This is A, it's not the playoffs. B, Dayton Moore deserves the benefit of the doubt when you're bitching about a three-year contract. What has he really missed on the last five years? Not much. He's been pretty much flawless. C, Soria is a Royals Hall of Famer. And D, sample size, guys. We know about sample size. We talk. That might be my first sample size mention all season. Normally, it's like once a night. But <laughs> maybe there was another one in there. But sample size. You, I mean, three outings from Soria before this. One was good. One was decent. One was awful. He's good again tonight. So, you know, and and great for what? Four, five, six MLB seasons. So, I mean, I'll, I'll take the big picture of many years and many, you know, hundreds of outings of good stuff over one bad one and one shaky one, guys. And, and Joaquin gets out of the eighth and he looks a lot. I thought he looked really good with that fastball. Speaking of fastball command, on the inside corner of the plate to those right-handers. It was really working on the inside well with the fastball. 91-92. Nice job by Joaquin Soria creating. And the breaking ball, by the way, is still not great with him. It, it, it's 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 elevated. That's one thing that's true. The fastball looked really crisp tonight. From sorry, it looked really good. The breaking ball was still elevated on a couple of occasions, which we've seen in the past as well. So that breaking pitch will have to get better, obviously. Or you know, eight ten outings from now, it's fine to to wonder about Soria, but not right now. And and I think the breaking ball will continue to get better. Soria does the job today, and then getting back to secondary pitches once again. You know, we've been talking about it all night. Medlin had it, and Soria kind of didn't, and then. Davis does. I mean, the secondary pitch that saved the night for Davis. Let's go to the ninth inning. 3-1 count to Jose Altuve with two on base and one out. What does he do? He throws a cutter that is, you know, a foot outside by the time it hits the glove for Salvi. But Altuve offers at it, and that saves the at-bat and probably the game. That's the biggest pitch to me of the entire game, the 3-1 pitch to Jose Altuve. Because if Altuve spits on that, you got the bases loaded with one out, and you're in big-time trouble, where a sack fly ties it, a base hit wins it. Luckily, Altuve offered at it, the secondary pitch from Davis, and then Davis was able to coax the out out of him, the fly ball to Paulo Orlando. That's a second out, and then, of course, the tailing fastball full count as Davis finds a way to get out of the game, even with all these pitches. 33 total pitches. He gets George Springer looking to end the game. Two walks, two Ks. So really, overall, what did we learn tonight? In summary, the offense, not quite there yet for the Royals. Disappointing. No walks, six strikeouts, only two extra base hits, none past the second. Not clicking yet. They will. So the offense has been a little disappointing, but again, small sample size, no big deal. The Royals are 5-2. and two. My point being, it's going to be really fun when the offense gets going a bit. The bullpen, for their standards, semi-shaky. I mean, Soria, again, in a four-game sample size, has not been great. He's not been as bad as people think, and he obviously deserves a long leash, and he'll be fine. I mean, he got through it again tonight. You know, so... You know, Wade Davis, semi-shaky for his standards. I mean, but overall, you know... The Royals are five and two. They're getting the job done. This is exactly, you know what what this what drives the stat guys crazy. You know how do the Royals keep winning? You know their their hitting is not that great. Their you know their starting team ERA was what twelfth in the AL last year, twenty fourth overall. Their starting pitching is not that good. 
you know, the defense can't be that good, and how are they good, blah, 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 blah. How do they keep winning? Well, they just do. I mean, <laughs> they're, they're just a little bit better in all these areas than everybody else's. And and the roster is so well-constructed. And again, a tip of the cap, we can't tip it enough to date more. J.J. Pacola, Lonnie Goldberg, on and on and on the entire front office. Mr. Glass for having the number 15 payroll for the second or third smallest market, depending on which you know, the stat service you go with. Some say the Royals are the second smallest market, some say third, but their payroll well exceeding what the market size is. Overall, just a fun time to be a Royals fan and a nice win tonight. So like we said, great win tonight. We called this one 50-50, a game that the Royals was a coin flip. And and thanks to the secondary pitches from Medlin and, and Davis, you know, the Royals got through this one just enough to win the game. They gutted it out. They won the 50-50 game. One, two of the 40 now that you need, they kind of decide your season, or you want to pick up 30 of, of the 40, realistically, if you believe the 60-60-40. Obviously, 30 plus 60 is 90, so you need to pick up about 30 of these 40 games that are kind of the quote-unquote swing game slash one-run type variety. And obviously, that's not a totally accurate stat. There's is no way it's that. There's no way you have to play 750 ball in the toss-up games to make the playoffs. I understand that. But it, you know, it's, it's a good way to look at the season and a good way to break down a baseball season for those who want to think of it in, in more complex terms, I guess, or even more basic terms, I guess, depending on how you look at that. Anyway, I'm going to quit talking and blabbing here. So let's look at the last two games here before we let you go. Tomorrow, you've got Jordano Ventura and Scott Feldman. Ventura 360 based on one game. Feldman 900, just like Fires was tonight, based on one game. Ventura, five plus innings against the Twins, not particularly impressive, was aided by a wind blowing in, a couple of spectacular defensive plays, including one by Alex Gord in the in the corner. A horrible base running play by Kurt Suzuki being thrown out at third. That would have probably led to at least one more run for the Twins. Doesn't matter, though. In the end, five-plus innings allowed only two runs, but did walk six and struck out six. Ventura, we'll see what he does. This is a big season for him as far as does he become a borderline number one, two, or is is he what I think he is, which is a three, which is fine. Ventura as a three is still fine. That's so valuable, and especially for the contract they have him on. Look at at guys like Ian Kennedy, who are kind of classic threes, or Edinson Volquez throughout their career, more of a three type of guy. Look, Look the kind of contracts they're getting. So if Ventura's a three, no one's bitching. That's fine. I just I think that's probably what he is. But it's a big season to see what he'll be, and you'd like to see him take that next step forward and be a little bit more consistent. Not only, you know, well, mainly uh, the good thing is you know you want to see the stuff be more consistent, repeating it, you know, being more consistent with command. But also one good thing I want to I mention about Ventura, he does in his first outing, and from what I've heard in spring training from Clubhouse Conversation Insider Jake Lutz and from a couple of guys inside the org, is that he does seem to be mentally more mature. He, his preparation is better, and he's less rattled. He's more professional and more, I guess, more of a veteran this year. So that's one good thing I wanted to point out that I haven't talked about yet with Ventura, and that's good to see. So him versus Feldman, if you're wondering about Feldman, like I said, the 9 ERA, which means four innings, four runs against Milwaukee, was not particularly good that game. I like the Royals tomorrow big, and I like them even bigger in the finale on Thursday. Ian Kennedy against Doug Fister. Kennedy, you know what he did. Six and two-thirds, no runs, five hits, seven Ks, one walk. On Saturday at the K, and of course, Doug Fister at Milwaukee, five innings, three runs on five hits. We said coming in, we had to get the split in Houston, and we had to get at least a three and four road trip with four and three being the goal. The Royals are right on track for that. Really no excuse to not at least get the split in this series. The Royals, to me, are 58% to 60% at winning individually each of the next two. So collectively, better than 50-50 that they win one of the next two. They really need to get that, that done. 
Win at least one of these next two, possibly both of them. Go to Oakland and like your chances to get two out of three there. Could be a really good road trip if the Royals can win again tomorrow night. It gives them basically no pressure the rest of the trip. You get the win tomorrow, you're already you know, one short of your minimum with four games to go and only two away from what you're really hoping for with four to go. So tomorrow's a big game for the Royals. Let's hope they can bring it out with Ventura on the bump. Likely will not be a dish tomorrow night. We'll be back, though, on Thursday here on Clubhouse Conversation. And also want to make sure you checked out the interview we did late last night after the ball game with Kevin McCarthy, who's a relief pitcher for the Northwest Arkansas Naturals. Look him up. Had a really nice 2015 season. His first year being healthy since coming into the Royals organization back in 2013. A guy who intrigues me, who tops out 96-97, sits 92-93 with the fastball. The slider's improving as we speak. The change-ups average to plus. We'll continue to be better at that. He's healthy. Throw the ball well at Northwest Arkansas. Nice beginning to the season on Saturday against Frisco. Great kid. You'll enjoy that interview. Learn more about him. A name to keep an eye on that you're not going to see in the top 20 list, but a guy who could potentially make the, uh, at least be in the mix for a Royals bullpen spot next year or the year after, and that's here on the website uh, clubhouseconversation.com Stream it, take it with you. Like everything you hear on this website, you can always hear it from your computer while you're on home, or you can download it and take it with you on your tablet, your your iPod, your iPhone, while you're jogging, while you're walking, while you're traveling, while you're driving to work, whatever it is, take us with you. We appreciate you listening. Subscribe on iTunes. Have it downloaded directly into your iTunes without doing anything. Download it here on the site, at Rails Clubhouse on Twitter, and we're on Facebook, Clubhouse Conversation. All right, we'll talk to you again Thursday night. Go Royals!